Good morning and welcome to today's daily devotion, your daily PPE. PPE is an acronym for the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Ecclesiastes, which is wisdom books of the Bible, just three of the wisdom books. And uh, today we're going to be in Psalms. We're going to start a new study through a Psalm, Psalms chapter 76, and we're going to look at the first three verses today. Today is Thursday. It is the 14th of October, and the title of today's devotion is A Reflection of Christ is... God honoring. This psalm, basically Psalm 76, is a psalm that talks about the greatness and the, the wonderfulness of God, and then it teaches us how to reflect on that or how to honor God and what to do with that once we know that how great He is. And that is uh, simply to reflect Christ. Today we're going to talk about reflecting God and honoring His name. Psalm 76, verse number one reads like this. It says, God is honored in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his name. Or Mount Zion is his home. Mount Zion is not his name. <laughs> Mount Zion is his home. Verse number three. There he has broken the fiery arrows of the enemy, the shields and swords and weapons of war. And then there's that word again, interlude or Selah, depending on which version of the Bible you're reading. And that just simply means think about what the writer is writing. Think about what he has said thus far. And so let's just think about that. Let's just do simply that. The heading in my Bible of this passage of scripture, it, it says it's a psalm of Asaph. So we know that Asaph wrote this song or this psalm. And so who is Asaph? Uh, the Bible talks about him uh, lots of different times, First Chronicles 15 and 16 and 29, even in First Chronicles 25. And then in Second Chronicles 29, it talks about Asaph being a prophet um, and over musicians. And basically what this means is through his music, through his singing, he prophesied over the people and over the nation of Israel. Now, you might be thinking, a prophet, really a, a worship leader, a prophet. Uh, if you're a worship leader and you're listening to me, don't get the big head. <laughs> Basically, you know, sometimes we wonder how in the world can we be prophets? Is there prophets of today? And I believe there is. Uh, and I believe this worship leader here, Asaph, was a prophet simply because the Bible tells us that. But uh, when we think of prophets, I guess we probably think of Isaiah and Ezekiel and Jeremiah, those types of prophets and all those little books at the end of the Old Testament, we think of those as prophets, but a worship leader, um, people of today, um, how can they be prophets? The dictionary defines a prophet simply as this, and I like this definition. A person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God. Let me just say this. Let me give you a truth here. Jesus is coming back soon. He's coming back to rescue his church or to rescue his people out of this world. Now, that is a prophetic word. How is it prophetic? First of all, it gives God's very words. Those are the very words in God's word that tells us at one point in time he's coming back. So when I proclaim that, I'm prophetically speaking. God is coming back. Jesus is returning for his church. The word of God says it. It's right from the bottom Bible. 
and its truth that will one day come to pass. Now you may say, well, a prophet is only proved by when their words come to pass. And I'm saying all this because we're going to read this and see this in this scripture today. And that's true. The words of prophecy or what I'm prophesying has not come to pass yet. But we believe, or if you're a believer of the word of God, we believe that his word is true and that it will come true. So that's a prophetic word. So simply as the as Asaph is prophesying, he's he's singing these words. And if you'll notice that the Bible says here that it, it it's to be accompanied by stringed instruments. So this psalm is meant to be sung. It's meant to proclaim. And so even as we sing it or as we say it, we're speaking God's word and speaking a prophetic message to his people. So let's just see what uh, Asaph has to say here in these verses and, and the truth that it means to the, uh, means to us today and for them when he first wrote it. The psalm teaches us uh, simply about the greatness and the glory of God. Uh, and it teaches us the proper response that we should have with the knowledge that God is awesome. Look at verse number one. God is honored in Judah and his name is great in Israel. I like those two words there, honored and great. I like how this psalm starts out, especially in the sense that we are to respond to God, acknowledge who he is and respond. When we see and hear about God and the greatness of God, we should respond with, just as Asaph says here, honoring him. Asaph tells us right out of the gate here that God's honored and his name is great. What this really means is that God is known or that God can be known by us. This knowledge of God is not just based on feelings. It's not just, we don't just feel God or, or we don't just have a, an opinion about God or that he is there. Um, this God can be known to us. We can feel him. We can see him. We can, we can hear God speak to us. And simply put, God desires this kind of relationship with his creation, with mankind. He desires for us to know him and know who he is. The psalmist states, we honor him by knowing him and knowing who he is. And, and the psalmist states that, that God is not only known, but we honor him and he's greatly known. He's honored in Judah and in Israel because the, the verse goes on to say in verse number two, Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his home. In Asaph's time, God had come to live among his people and his presence was made known and they knew his presence by the Ark of God's covenant. The priest would carry the Ark into the temple. They could literally go into the temple and see the Ark of the Covenant there. Uh, the presence of God came down by fire and, and smoke. Uh, they would worship the Lord in the temple. Um, there, was, there was lots of things to know that his presence was there. And so God chose these people of Israel to come and to live with them and, and through them. Uh, he would make his greatness known, the Bible says, or Asaph says, and God did. He did all of this. This is prophetic words here because all of this happened through the people and through the children of Israel. God made himself known. 
Uh, verse number three says there, there he was, or I'm sorry, there he has broken the fiery arrow, arrows of the enemy, uh, the shields and swords uh, of the of weapons and of war. For, for the people of Israel, especially for David, he was a man of war. Uh, Solomon, and uh, he was a man of peace. So there's a uh, there's both sides of God, the war and, and the peace. Uh, God literally broke down the walls and uprooted nations and wiped out people for the people of Israel. God told the people of Israel that he would go before them and that he would never leave them. And, and several times God encouraged the people in this way. God did all of this. Now, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 11, let's change gears here and let's apply this to our lives. This is what the, the word verse three verses here is saying that God is, he's awesome. He's great. He's honored and the people of Israel know him and they honor him. And so what does it say for us? Well, Hebrews 13, eight says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God doesn't change. We we know this, and I'm not going to go into this theological study, but um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is one. They are the same in one, and so they never change. They're the same as they were in the Garden of Eden as they are today. So what does this mean for us today? Let's apply this psalm to our lives. First of all, God has broken down the walls in, for the, in the enemy for the people of Israel. Jesus Christ has done the same thing for us. He's broken down the enemy walls of our hearts. Jesus has set us free by the cross and given us new life in him. We are set free. This is what God did for the people of Israel. He has won the victory over sin and the grave and has given us a rulership over every evil and every attack that the devil can throw at us. Any kind of weapons of war or shields or swords that comes at us, God has won the victory through Jesus Christ and sin has no longer has dominion over our lives. Through Jesus Christ, Jesus has come as uh, as Asaph prophetically proclaimed. God came and lived with the people. Jesus now comes and through the Holy Spirit lives with us in our hearts. And the last thing I'm going to mention before I uh, before I close today is He's with us always. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He delivered Israel. And he lived through the Hebrew people, and now he delivered us, and he lives through us. The same God, same spirit, he lives with us. He is renowned. He is honored, and we should honor him in all that we do, in all that we say, in every way that we act. And, th act. and this means that we should honor him. And how do we honor him? We reflect Jesus Christ. How are you honoring him today? Are you honoring him? Do you speak of his love and his mercy to, to others? When Asaph said we honor Jehovah, it means that they were proclaiming. They proclaimed that word. We speak of his word, speak of his love, speak of his compassion. This is what God meant. When God said through Abraham, all the world will be blessed. And that's a prophetic word for Abraham, and it's a prophetic word for us. 
through all the world, when we reflect Jesus Christ, we are blessing him and we are blessing the kingdom of God and we are blessing the world. In the same way, Jesus works through our lives, through the Christian life, showing grace and mercy and love for all who follow after him. Are you honoring him? Are you reflecting him? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. God, help us to be a reflection. God, help us to be a reflection for you in all that we do this week. God, we thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for coming and living with us. Thank you for delivering us and setting us free today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This is a great psalm. It's just the beginning. Tomorrow, we're going to look at the next three verses. And we're not only going to see God's reflection, but we're going to see his power. And we're going to see his glory. And we're going to see it revealed in his people and through his people. So join me again tomorrow, will you? Set aside some time um, and watch this devotion. Listen to this devotion. I promise you, not because of me, but because of God's word, it will bless your heart. Remember, I'm praying for you believing that God's going to do great things through your life today. Have a great day, Lord willing. I will see you tomorrow.